Cinema Sex Ed contains strong language, sexual scenarios, and potentially offensive comments. It is intended for maturely immature audiences only. All right, testing, testing, testicles, testicles. Rusty trombone, hot Carl, rim job, toss my salad, cinema sex ed, cinema sex ed, nipple clam, chocolate coxicle, pink taco, hop on this baby, cinema sex ed, cinema sex ed, money shot, anal intruder, Cleveland steamer, gas mask, cinema sex ed, reverse cowgirl, yee haw, Kama Sutra, Kama my face. Cinema Sex Ed. Hello, class. Welcome back to another scintillating episode of Cinema Sex Ed. I'm Miss Jenny. And I'm Miss Marcy. And And class class is in. in. Top of the mound, dear Jenny. Top of the cock, (laughs) lady. Yo! Cock is looking very jaunty in that lovely kerchief. Do you like it? It's flesh-colored, like a very large nutsack hanging from my chin. Okay. All right. <laughs> that has nothing to do with class today, class. It doesn't. I'd like to say that I'm wearing um, I'm wearing a very, uh, very curious thong today, so I'm a little uncomfortable. Curious? It's a curious thong. <laughs> it's a curious thong. Um, it wants to know about my innards. All right. Um, It's traveling. (laughs) It's the sisterhood of the traveling tushy. (laughs) It's just butt floss. I am flossing. I'm flossing. (laughs) Just getting in those hard to reach places. (laughs) Um, Class, this has nothing to do with our topic today. Or Um, does it? Maybe it does. This is lesson 3B. And we are covering fast times. You said times. 3B. <laughs> 3B. Sounds like PP. No, 3B as 3B. in three-way B. B. <laughs> oh, that's naughty, Jenny. That, that has awful. Stop talking that's about awful. that three-way B. That's a whole lot of nothing about nothing. Yeah. All right. Girl. So we're covering <laughs> fast times as promised. Fast times at Ridgemont High and Last American Virgin. They're both movies about teen virginity loss and pregnancy and abortion, as well as friendship and relationships. So those are going to be kind of our areas of uh, focus in our discussion class, so you can prepare for that. But in the meantime, we're going to kind of set up the films. And let's start with uh, Last American Virgin, if if you don't mind, because it came out in uh, just a few months before fast times and so therefore it kind of is the the predecessor (laughs) (laughs) if you will right you know uh it's really funny because when we we decided to do these films together and we were compiling this list you hear always your talk of fast times at ridgemont high but last american virgin was a big one for jenny and i yeah and for a lot of other people uh it was directed by boas davidson written by boas davidson who actually went on to produce and direct a, uh, just a ton of films. Uh, it was starring Lawrence Monison, Diane Franklin, Steve Anton, Joe Rubio, and really, have you heard of any of those people again? Uh, Rick Anton. Steve Anton. Steve Anton. <laughs> yes. 
Obviously, I've heard of him. Um, but we were talking about this earlier. He he was the writer and director of Burlesque, and he's uh, he's an openly gay guy, and uh, I guess historically. Um, and his his, uh, his brother is Jonathan Anton, who had that reality show Blowout. He was the big like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I love him. Oh yeah, yeah. So Steve Anton also apparently was the boyfriend of David Geffen in the mid to late eighties. So maybe just right after this film. And Steve Anton was the one who played like the hottie character. And, and uh, you know he was too. He was very sexy. He was very adorable, sexy. He had, I could actually, he, he was kind of boy and girl sexy. He definitely had, had that. So what you got, Mars? Well, you know, Lawrence Monison, I remember he played this really deep, dark character on Grey's Anatomy that was a, uh, not Grey's Anatomy, I think it was ER, he was on ER, it was a several episode arc in which he was this, uh, he had killed somebody oh and he was a murderer and he was on death row but then he was having all these health problems and there was this whole thing about whether they wanted to save him and he uh he was really good and i remember watching it thinking gosh that actor is so good and i went to look him up and i went oh my god it's the guy from the last american <laughs> virgin because he was the last american virgin was his first film and you know he wasn't really very good in it <laughs> you know he was just very green and I mean the movie was watching it back just not very good it, it wasn't but there was something really sad and dark and tragic about it which as we'll get into a little bit more later as we're talking about fast times I mean fast times was so comparably like bright and shiny and <laughs> hopeful whereas I think last American Virgin is kind of darker yeah Steve Anton also played the character of Troy in the movie Goonies. That's that's where I recognize him. From. Yeah, when he was obviously younger. Lawrence Monison was on Star Trek Enterprise. He's had several series since then. He doesn't look anything like he did in that movie. That little skinny dorky guy. He's actually a like a really fit, handsome guy. Well, and you know what? That's really something that I liked about Last American Virgin, and I know we talked about this, we touched on this in the Little Darlings thing, is that they looked like teenagers, even though they were, you know, in their 20s or right. whatever. They still looked like kids. They looked like teen boy bodies. That yeah. hairlessness, as opposed to some of the characters in Fast, Fast Times. Times. They were so grown up. You know, Steve Anton also wrote, and I love this movie, Inside Monkey Zetterland. Did you ever see that? Oh, yeah. With Rupert Everett and Sandra Bernhardt and Ricky Lake. Uh, it was a crazy, yeah. weird little film. Oh, yeah. I would go see He's anything with, with Sandra Bernhardt. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. She's my lady. She's my lady. Lady. Uh, Florence Monson I'm also started Friday the 13th, the final show. Lady. <laughs> From the moment I saw you. Ooh, so the other thing phone. I don't uh, personal personal moments. The other thing I thought was kind of interesting was that this the movie's based on another movie that Boaz Davidson did earlier uh, in Israel, which was like this huge Israeli hit called Lemon Popsicle. He made the boys watch Lemon Popsicle over and over again before Be they did it to like form their relationship. <laughs> 
Watch the lemon popsicles. That's, just, why does that sound so dirty? It just sounds so dirty. Watch it, my lemon popsicle. And it was supposedly very similar to the story of Last American Virgin. It was just set in the 1950s. So Last American Virgin was an American 80s version of Lemon Popsicle, of Lemon Popsicle which was about you know, some boys in the 50s. You know, it's so funny, um, and we've had this conversation before, you know, people are saying now, like, kids have so much access to so much and the, on the internet, and they're so much more sexually oriented and all of this, but really, in every generation, guys were just trying to get laid. <laughs> you know, because... Right, that's biology. Was, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, just you get a boner, you gotta put it somewhere. That's right. What, you, you, what am I supposed to do with this? Obviously, I gotta stick it somewhere. Either um, got to get it out of the way. Either in the front bum or the back bum, <laughs> depending on where you like. Well, I imagine because I cannot. No matter how much I would want to understand, I can't understand what it's like to have a penis, penis. Uh, and testicles. But that it just seems like. I mean, we've got stuff to manage, and and it's we something do. you got to manage. <laughs> you do have to manage it right now. I just I don't want to talk too much about this, but my thong is managing it a bit. And uh, sorry, I'm squirming so much. Exactly. So I think the penises become things that boys need to manage. Manage your penis, boys. In a way that um, I think is probably more difficult than women trying to manage, manage their vaginas their vaginas i guess we have to manage our periods and those, but those don't bring us pleasure i mean penises bring pleasure to a man like pleasure and pain maybe though oh, that's true it's the blue balls and getting kicked in them apparently is, is not pleasant yeah. not the getting i don't like not the getting kicked in the cunt is like Kicking the cunt. <laughs> kicking the cunt to you. You went to the cunt. Top part. of the mound. Oh, early on. <laughs> plot recap. 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 I'm just going to kind of run through the plot real quick here. So regardless of what sexual setup they get themselves into, Gary doesn't seem to be able to lose his virginity. That is until the night they visit a prostitute uh, who ends up giving them all crabs. When Gary's dream girl Karen shows up in his high school or transfers there, he's crushed when his buddy Rick grabs her heart and her V-card. But good old Gary's there to handle everything when Rick dumps Karen, who's pregnant and getting an abortion. Before Gary can really establish himself as her boyfriend, Karen goes back to Rick for some more emotional abuse, leaving Gary to drive off in the night with a broken heart. And that's your basic plot. Uh, the final scene of Last American Virgin, and I, I believe I have a little bit of it queued up. I'd like to play it in a second. To me, is just everything 80s. <laughs> the music, the clothing, everything. And, oh, but that, that moment when he walked in and saw them. Oh, yeah, it's crushing. It was so crushing. And, and also, uh, it was such a I felt bad for womankind because she went back to that douche, you know? Yeah, but I think that that's all too common, and especially at that age. Okay, she's pulling up the scene. Personal. Personal moments. Hi, Gary. Hi, what's that for? Oh, it's, it's not Listen, Victor, have you seen Karen? He's brought Karen a present. 
he scraped together just a little more money after selling all his other worldly goods to pay for her abortion. Here we go. This is the music that kills me. Oh, he opens the kitchen door. And you know by the music he's going to be hurt. <laughs> and, oh, there she is. She is just got her tongue scraping the back of Rick Antons. No, Rick. Steve Antons. And she just looks blissfully happy. He, as he drove off in his car with a tear going down his face, just once. Can we find a way to finally make it right? And you know what? Make it last for more than just. That song has always made me tear up a little bit, and I'm embarrassed by it. And I'm thinking now it might all stem from the last American Virgin. My DVD player ate the last American Virgin. That song in itself just pulls up the heartstrings, and it's I know it it's, does. It's, it's classic. It's a classic heart puller. And actually, the soundtrack to Last American Virgin is amazing. It's really great. Yeah. I remember I had it on cassette. I I know it's crazy. Did you have it on um the big what eight track? track? <laughs> no. Do you have anything on cassette anymore? Yeah, I have a box of them up there actually that I need to transfer. Do you have a cassette sometime. player? Um, I do actually. Wow, because I don't want to brag, but I have my bat mitzvah on cassette. <laughs> Sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Well, we might just have to listen to uh, that. We might have to. Just my speech. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Okay, I'll bring it over. Personal. Personal moments. So that was Last American Virgin. And yeah, it ends with him driving off with tears running down his cheek. And it is. It's, it's dark and sentimental. And in some ways, I think it's very realistic. But... A few months later, in September of 1982, Fast Times at Ridgemont High came out. Do you want to talk about Directed that? by Amy Heckerling. And it had a crazy cast. Um, Sean Penn, Jeff Sp- played Jeff Spicoli. That was like, you know. Spicoli is like a word that's part of the zeitgeist now. Yeah. Jennifer Jason Lee, Judge Reinhold, Robert Romanus, Brian Becker, Phoebe Cates, Ray Walston, Uncle Martin from My Favorite Martian. <laughs> Vincent Scavelli, Amanda Wiss. Uh, but then there was like, there were smaller parts in there, like... Uh, um, Eric Stoltz. Eric Stoltz. Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, Forrest Whitaker played the football hero, which was crazy. Yeah. I, I didn't even remember that. And um, yeah, um, I didn't either until we saw it. And I was like... Uh, speaking of ER, Anthony Edwards yeah. was in it. Yep, I, I, he was one of those ones that I looked at and was like, wait a minute, I know, wait a minute, I know, who is that, who is that? Oh my God, that's him. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, it was such a tiny Coppola. part. He was, it was Coppola, yeah. Yeah, Nicolas Coppola. And Taylor Negron. Oh, it's the pizza guy. Yeah. Can we just have a moment? Oh, for Taylor. The late, wonderful Taylor Negron, who I love. Actually, I think in the credits it was Taylor Negron as himself. I know. I noticed that. I think that was that was fantastic. awesome. Personal, personal moments. That was awesome. You know, at his memorial, uh, they talked about Fast Times at Richmond High, and they played his pizza delivery guy scene. In 1904, the United States decided to throw a little weight around and. Uh... 
Who is it? Mr. Pizza Guy. Again? Mr. Pizza Guy, sir. <laughs> Quarter the double cheese and sausage. Right here, dude. Here, you, dude. That was sort of a big start for him, too. Yeah. That was before Elag. My favorite trivia from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Uh, is the actor that was originally being thought of for the role of Brad that Judge Reinhold played? It was Tom Hanks. Oh my God! What, how how old was Tom Hanks at that time? I do not know. It was released in 1982, which means it, it was made in 1980 or 81 ish. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when Bosom Buddies was. So well, it's like I'll have to look that up. I actually have the two season DVD complete set. Do you really? Of Bosom Buddies? Oh, yeah. Bosom Buddies is... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm one of my... Wow. One of my all-time faves. Wow. I love that. <laughs> Jenny, it... in this office... Uh, this was 19... Uh, Bosom Buddies was 1980-1981, so that would have been... That would have been right after it. He probably went on to do Bachelor Party or something. After Bosom Buddies? Well, or instead of Fast Times, or yeah, because Bosom Buddies was eighty eighty one. That's so funny yeah. because he did not play a teenager in Bosom Buddies. That yeah. would have been weird for him to go back. Yeah. But but the guys in Fast Times were Judge Reinhold looked like he could have been a daddy. <laughs> he had a receding you know, hairline already. I know Brad. So for his masturbation scene, you know, there was a very famous masturbation scene. He brought a large dildo to work with, unbeknownst to the rest of the cast, and he pulled it out. When Phoebe Cates opened the door. And totally freaked her out, right? Yeah, which was great because if you see that in the movie. You don't see the large dildo. Dildos. Dildos. I, wonder I would have liked it. to have seen, well, was the pleasure chest around there? I don't know what the history of the pleasure chest is. Um, I don't know. But I guess back in the day you would have just gone to like an adult bookstore. Um, Where like would video. you have gone, Jenny? I, I think... Where did you buy dildos in 1980? I wasn't yet buying dildos I don't think in I, 1980. I don't, I don't think I bought my first dildo <laughs> till the mid-90s. You know what bothers me? And it was very moderately sized, yes? Dildos. dildos. When people don't know the difference between a dildo and a vibrator, doesn't that annoy you? Yes. Well, you know, I mean, it doesn't really. I, I think annoy is too strong of a word, but it amuses me. Yeah, like a dildo doesn't do anything, really. You know, you need the, uh, to get the job done. I mean, some seem like there are vibrators shoved into a, a dildo. A, into a dildo, yes. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> Which is highly unnecessary, really. You know, those those vibrators that look, uh, you know, like a, a, a man cock? As opposed to Double a lady cock? cock? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, as opposed to an elephant cock? I think, okay, great. But really, it doesn't need all the fluff to get the job done. It just needs the... Vibrators. There are markets for all of that. That's what I find fascinating, is that... You're going to go for a more streamlined, efficient... I like the pocket rocket. There you go. <laughs> I used to give 
people dear to me the Hello Kitty vibrator. You did give me one of those. I wish I still had it. It, it disappeared. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> or did it? Up someone's ass. <laughs> mm, maybe, maybe. Not, no. Not yours, but maybe, <laughs> I was thinking like one of your exes like snuck it out. Like, Kitty, you're going home with me, Kitty. Anyways. Why would a man want my Hello Kitty vibrator, Jenny? Marcy, I don't judge people's <laughs> proclivities. I, that's not for me to answer. It's okay, for whatever. whichever man stuck it up his <laughs> Nasty. God. We are five. We are five. <laughs> Anything tushy related makes us laugh. Why is that? Why do we find butts so funny, Jenny? Because they are funny. Butts are funny. Because, you, you know, you don't want to be above it. I mean, I'm just like, let's be real, man. Let's just strip it down. Hello Kitty vibrator up the ass. Up the ass. <laughs> I wouldn't say no. What? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I would. <laughs> Yes, and, and that's where we're weird. different. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the ears that could be very irritating. <laughs> it did. There were pointy parts to it. That was yeah, the one no, issue. Was, uh, you it, had to use uh, the right end. For novelty use only. <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. <laughs> Where did oh you God. find those, anyway? I think I got them at the pleasure chest. Hello Kitty vibrator. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, but yeah, I, I I scooped up like a handful of them at the time, and then I just oh I never thought it was them. special when you gave me mine. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. I said I gave them to people close to me. All right, whatever, Jenny. I thought it was a special thing. You may be the only person in Los Angeles that I gave one to. All right, well, I can live with that. Okay. Okay. I think I think Heather and, and... Mercedes. I don't know if I gave one to Mercedes. Do you think that they may, mind uh, that we're talking about things going in their vaginas on our show? Well, I also think it's a choice whether or not you're going to stick your Hello Kitty vibrator in your vagina. Oh, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> um, I don't know what I'm talking about. I, I just... Vibrators. Vibrators. Because you know, again, I just, a vibrator I just displayed is not a dildo, it. And many vibrators would actually, could actually hurt if you tried to stick them in your vagina. Uh-oh. <laughs> Anyways, I don't, you know, it's interesting that we're talking about this and that this conversation is happening because this is not even the topic that we're supposed to be on today. I know. That's okay. That's all right. No, it's all right. So, uh, any more Fast Times trivia that's like totally turning you on? Uh, no, I'm good for right now. Or you find yeah. particularly titillating? You said titillating again. I, I said titillating. Okay, so I'm going to read a quick little thing about the plot here. Plot recap. 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 All right, before I go into the plot, I just want to say that Fast Times at Ridgemont High was based on Cameron Crowe's 1981 book of the same title. There have been interesting things said online about the differences between the book and the movie so I'm not going to go through those but you can look it up online if you're interested uh, I wasn't aware that there was a book Marcy was aware that there was uh, a Fast book Fast Times at Ridgemont yeah yeah 
because uh, I, I wrote to you and I was like, oh my God, did you know this? And you were like, yeah. You know, I know a scary amount about Cameron Crowe. I don't know why. I've always been fascinated by him. Well, and because it's set in California and all, and you grew up here, there's yes. so much like there you is. can relate to that me as a Midwesterner might have missed at the time. Absolutely. Do you know, this is a funny thing. Uh, Justine Bateman was offered the role of Linda. But she declined because she wanted to be on Family Ties. Oh. Which, you know, listen, six and one half dozen of the other. They were both iconic roles. Yeah. So. And Phoebe Cates is great as Linda. Yeah. Although Justine Bateman has that, just that natural sexuality as well. I always thought. Yeah, but she didn't have the strength of the, the hardness, I think, maybe, that Phoebe Cates could... Right could uh, give off or like that sophistication i always think of justine bateman and maybe it's because of her role on family ties i always think of her as being not dumb but as playing that sort of you know emotional right i so many guys though she was who they had on the cover of their spank bank oh fuck yeah she's justine totally bateman. hot yeah they were and just, she's vulnerable which is what a guy likes yeah sexy about her because she seems gettable too do you know fast times originally was x-rated really yeah uh there was a full frontal scene with mike damone wow yeah and they they had to cut it to make it r-rated well i wonder what it now lost. I want to know. I wonder if it's in the special features. I don't know. <laughs> Do you, you imagine know, but if like you... claim to fame is that your cock is in the special features? <laughs> you know what though? Robert Romanus, who played uh, Mike Damone, owns a coffee shop in North Hollywood. Maybe we could go in there and ask to see his penis. <laughs> I demand to see it. We saw Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and they cut out your penis, and we paid good money. I Show us feel your cock. like if it was meant to be in there, we really want to see the director's vision. And I think he would probably be so open to that. But how would his wife feel? Uh, I don't know if he's married. <laughs> I don't know if he's married either. Plot recap. 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 So anyways, the book, The Fast Times, is based on covers, different stories of characters in the school. Uh, so for this, though, we're going to focus on Stacy, who is played by Jennifer Jason Lee, and her virginity loss, her emerging sexuality. And in the film, Stacy sets out to lose her virginity to a 26-year-old stereo salesman named Ron Johnson, and she's encouraged by her friend Linda, who's played by Phoebe Cates, as we've been talking about. Stacy soon is over Ron Johnson and agrees to go out on a date with Mark Ratner, who's played by Brian Backer. Mark Ratner has admired Stacy from afar for a while. He is the assistant to the assistant manager of the, the movie theater. The movie theater. Which is across the mall from the pizza place where they work. And she's a waitress at at a pizza place. Yeah, it's a pizza place. place. At a yeah. pizza place, right. And Mark's friend, Mike Damone, is always around giving him advice. And he's the one that owns the coffee shop. But Mark always has his own way of doing things that are very different from Mike Damone. So Mark Wait, Ratner. you said who owned the coffee shop? Oh. Oh, not, not, the, not in the movie. Not in the movie, Just yeah. in real life. Okay. In I real life. confused there. So back to the movie. When Stacy makes a pass at Mark, he, he doesn't know what to do. He takes off and she thinks he doesn't like her. 
She soon sets her sights on his friend Mike Damone, and then she ends up hooking up with him in a very brief encounter in her pool house. Very brief. It was the most unsatisfying encounter. Yes. You know, she didn't have any good sex in that movie. She did not. It did she not lost her make... virginity and such a like a quick boink on the you know under the stairs kind of thing, and then at the point, which yeah. was just like a dugout. It was just like a baseball. It dugout. It was a baseball dugout. Yeah, and 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 every time she lost her virginity, she looked really bored and sad. Every time she, lost I, I mean, it. every time she had <laughs> sex in that movie, she looked really bored and sad. Like, oh, okay. Well, and then she had Linda, who was constantly telling her that it was going to get better. Yeah. So I guess she was just like waiting for it to suddenly get better. And after I, her desperate, after her losing virginity, she had a, like a desperate need to have it get better. She had, you know, she just kept rushing into sex. So anyways, so she's just hooked up with Damone and uh, not long after she goes to him for help because she's pregnant. So not only was it unsatisfying, she's now pregnant and she's going to get an abortion, and he says that he'll pay for half of it and give her a ride, or he agrees to do that. And you kind of see some attempts on his part to get it together, but at the last minute, he totally flakes on her, and she has to pay uh, for the whole thing herself and get a ride with her brother, Brad, who thinks he's dropping her off at the bowling alley. Right. Uh in the end, Stacy realizes that more than sex, she wants a real relationship. And uh, at the end of the movie, we uh, she begins one with Mark. Yay! So that's the basic. It had a happier ending than The Last American Virgin. It did. Just uh, once. There's also stories with her brother, Brad, oh. and like Marcy was talking about the masturbation scene and... He's got some funny stuff with his girlfriend yeah. as well. Well, it was sad because Brad was like, in the beginning of the movie, Brad was like this, you know, everybody admired Brad and he was this great character. And you just saw his life sort of crumble. Yeah, he, he went from like job. the big man, like all of his self-esteem, all of yeah. all the things that gave his life meaning and validation just were just pulled out from under him. It was, yeah, it was a really, really sort of sad B story in that movie. Now that we're talking about it, I realize some of the things in Fast Times are, are as poignantly sad or real as in Last American Virgin, but I think there's something lighter about it or funnier about it. Maybe it's the cast. Or maybe it's Spicoli. Maybe it's having that, like, if you take out Spicoli, is it as... It's just Spicoli funny. was such a great character. Wow. I mean, there's... There's a really good example of, um, you know, one character who can just lighten up a film. Yeah, a every time character. Sean Penn came in. Oh, he was a star. You know, I'll tell you something. Judge Reinhold, to me, was one of the first actors who made me feel funny down there. Tell me more about that. Really? Yeah. I had a big... Judge Reinhold thing. And, you know, I had a big Gene Wilder thing. And they're very similar in some ways. You like the curly tops. And who were a little gentle. A gentle voiced. Mm. I felt that still waters run deep. I always found Gene Wilder extremely sexy. And and Judge Reinhold. Those sort of gentle giants. I don't know. Gentle comedy guys. They're not giants. No, but the gentle... 
but funny, but in a gentle way. But and I know, just, yeah, there's, yeah. The, there's a soft vulnerability yeah. to them and yet a sharp wit. Yeah, right? exactly. But it's not, it's not boisterous. It's very contained. Yeah. And... So I, I, uh, yeah, I, I got very dancy in my pants from Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, he's never done it for me. But, I, but again, this is why we're friends. We don't fight over the same men. Never. <laughs> Personal. Personal moments. You know me. I like the, um, I like the cheerful and the angry teddy bears. Shh. <laughs> um, <laughs> She loves the Seth Rogen. <laughs> the furry boys. She'd hop on Jonah Hill in a heartbeat. Yes! Where the fuck was Jonah Hill? We had Channing know. Tatum and I didn't get my Jonah I Hill know, man. Oh my god. Uh, and the funniest thing is that Yoko is the opposite. Furthest. He's the furthest. Yeah. But I know. Actually, Yoko does it for me. Anyways, so. Let's talk about, oh, here's another question, though, before we start, before we start talking about the syllabus. Uh, do you think Brad is a virgin? No. You think... I think he was having sex with his girlfriend. Oh, okay, because I thought, got that feeling there's a scene where they're working in the restaurant together. Oh, you know what? You're right. She wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. And that was why he was going to break up with her, but then she broke up with him. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, that's a good question. I think, uh, do you think Linda was a virgin? No, I don't think Linda was a virgin. Because Linda is also supposedly, well, she graduates. That was weird. she's two years older. And actually something I read, I think, from the book, that article that I read about the book in the movie, talked about her being the older friend who had gotten a reputation and the only way to sort of revive her reputation was to become friends with kind of a good girl who was younger than her. Right. Oh, and, that's interesting. And I thought that was really interesting as a backstory that you never get in the movie, but that that kind of filled in some of the Phoebe char- Phoebe Kate's character. Interesting. <laughs> so I, yeah, so I just, I think she probably was like a fast girl at some point. But whether or not she believes her own shit, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, um, she reminded me of that archetypical character that we talked about. We were talking about Little Darlings. I forgot the character's name now. Cinder. Cinder. She's a cinder. She's a cinder. Yeah. Archetypes is the new prescient. (laughs) The know-it-all friend. Yeah, and you always wonder, you know. If those friends, uh, you know, if they were actually having sex or if they talked more about it. Like, I am not currently having sex and I talk about it all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I remember when I was in my 20s, I was doing a lot of research on sex and what people did in sexual behavior and and, uh, all kinds of things. And my boyfriend at the time (laughs) said said to me one night, you know, for someone who spends so much time reading about sex, you sure don't want to do it very often. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, that's somebody who was still getting it, like, you know, more often than most people. Well, you were in your 20s. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I'm sorry. I can't do it five times every night. I could. (laughs) Personal. Personal moments. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Okay, so since we're talking about archetypes, why don't we go? Why don't we talk about um, Gary in Last American Virgin and Mark in Fast Times, as they were like the nice guys in Last American Virgin. Is Gary the Virgin or is Karen the Virgin? Uh well, they both were. And, you know, Gary wanted to lose his virginity with Karen, but that didn't happen. Ah! Rick was taking them everywhere to have sex. You know, the pizza lady, the pizza, you know. Well, and Gary just didn't seem to, he seemed terrified of it. And I know. And, okay, so, so in last, uh, in last American Virgin, Gary, there's, there's three different incidents, I think. There's like one where they pick up the, girls at the party oh with winifred friedman that was so funny she was so funny in that like they lure these girls back with yeah they're by telling them that that they're but rick rick would always pick the uh the, the pretty girl and give him the other girl he'd always get the hot one yeah always well and the the chub friend the chubby yes. the chubby guy always kind of got the second one because yeah. he had more confidence Fucking chubs, man. <laughs> you can depend on her to bring it. And Gary always got... But I, Whatever she was, was great. Uh, Winifred Friedman, who I used to actually audition with her for stuff, because I was a chubby actress. <laughs> She's great. She was chubbier, though. So she got the parts. That's the only reason. <laughs> <laughs> There's no judgment, baby. Everybody's got their journey. <laughs> I'm joking about that, clearly. She's a very good actress. Um, and then she was on Joni Loves Chachi. Do you remember that? Yeah. She well, was, I don't remember that, but I remember that show. She was on Joni Loves Chachi. She played his cousin. She was hilarious on it. I loved that show. Joni and Chachi were very sexy. <laughs> they were a sexy, sexy couple. They were doing it in real life. Which makes them even sexier. It does. <laughs> so, Gary in The Last American Virgin... He he seems really scared all the time. Let's see. So they so there's the Winifred Friedman, and he doesn't make that happen. Then they visit the pizza lady. Oh, then there's yeah, this Teresa woman, Maris. Carmela, Carmela, Carmela. Who's that's all just so sad and creepy. Like they go to this woman's house, and she's like seducing teenage boys. First of all, that's statutory. There we go again. That's. <laughs> Do you know that building? I know that building in Los Angeles. It looks really familiar. It's on Orlando, near the Beverly Center. I had a friend who used to live in that building. It. it you know what? It looks like the building your friend Lisa used to live in. Actually, it looks like so many buildings in yeah, LA. Yeah, but I to know me. exactly where that building is. It's not funny. It's really funny. Yeah. So yeah, so there's a scene where they go over where he takes his friends, Gary takes his friends over to Carmela's house and under the pretense that they've got like extra pizzas and she has sex with the first two, but then her guy comes home and so Gary, Gary just kept not getting sex. Yeah. And then when he does, it's with that prostitute and it's who gave him crabs. And it she's mean to him. She is mean. And it's just so sad. What a horrible virginity loss. Exactly. Poor Gary. <laughs> Whereas Mark could still be a virgin today. Mark Ratner. He might be. <laughs> yeah, he never it, lost his virginity in the movie. No. I mean, they, they kissed, right? I yeah, but he kissed. was also scared of sex. Mark and Gary were both scared of sex. Right. They weren't ready. And Gary, I guess, seemed to be a little bit more. But he was so fixated 
on Karen. Right. And so there's a lesson here, too. Like, watch the fixation, folks. It gets kind of stocky. Like, he saw her at when he first sees her. He, like, orders the same thing as she does. He takes the air out of her she tires. She so pretty. Diane. Franklin. Yeah. Who never really did any much after that. You know, the, it's funny. The whole cast of Fast Times at Ridgemont High went on to do so much. And Last American Virgin, other than Lawrence Monison, Gary, the rest of them, pfft, nothing. Well, well Steve like, Anton. Yeah, I was going to say, it's Steve Anton. Steve Anton's Anton had an interesting career. I also want to talk just briefly about Karen and Rick's uh, first encounter in Last American Virgin. Because we talked about Gary and the prostitute right. and Stacy and Ron Johnson and their sort of sad virginity losses yeah. being really almost like verbally abused by the prostitute Gary's got he's gotta seek therapy in the future that poor guy is probably uh, traumatized horrible. and then uh Stacy just looking bored and like you said probably started looking for where's the satisfaction after that but Karen and Rick's from what I remember it was very romantic and he had sort of seduced her and then at, at some point Rick he took her to was sexy yeah Rick was very sexy and they, they did it. I think like in a somewhere on uh, on a football field or in the booth at the football field. Yeah, because they couldn't use Gary's grandma's house. Right, he wouldn't, he give, wouldn't him, give him the key. He wouldn't give them the key. And I was like, "You go, Gary. Yeah, good for you." Yeah. At the same time, you know, you could argue like, at this point, how good of a friend is Gary if he's totally lusting after Rick's girlfriend? Yeah, but Gary had told Rick that he liked Karen. Yeah, I guess he did. Rick, I thought Rick was a douchey in the Karen move. Oh, yeah, but I just thought he was douchey in general. Like, he's yeah, kind of but sexy. To... He was a sexy bad boy. And she was really pretty, and it wasn't like it was just because Gary no, liked her. No, I mean, well, Rick, but Rick Rick wanted to, to stop everything. That's true. Rick was the stop He wanted to lift his leg on everything. He did. <laughs> to pee on a lot of late wait what what <laughs> urine play urine play urine play urine play you want me to pee on you hey i don't receive tell me more about that <laughs> sorry i'm having a flashback uh, to a bad date don't mind me <laughs> oh good times good times good times so the only reason why I thought it was really important to kind of go back and point out the Karen and Rick, because even though it all falls apart and he's such a douche in all these other ways, she didn't have such a bad experience. I mean, she, no, she'd been wooed and yeah, no, he he knew he knew how to get the job done. <laughs> he knew how to get the job done. <laughs> he did not take her on the dryer in his parents' pantry, saying shh. shh my brother will hear. I'm sorry. I just personalized, didn't I? Personal. Personal moments. Um, sorry, I don't know how that happened. I don't know. I think on a washing machine might be kind of awesome, but maybe not the first time. I don't know. I Matt, think... I lost my virginity with is a dentist now. I thought I'd share that. Do you know the dentist commits suicide more than any other? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. He's still alive. I looked him up on Facebook. Oh, good. All I'm right. not. Uh, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go there again. <laughs> so, 
both Karen in uh, Last American Virgin and Stacy in Fast Times end up getting pregnant. And both of them decide to get an abortion. Abortion? Stacy and Karen have very different approaches in how they told the guys. So, like, Karen storms into the library and tells Rick and kind of causes a big scene and he breaks up with her, which just... Because he was a douche. Yes. They both guys were douched. And Mom was a douche, too. They both handled it really badly. Yeah. However, I will say, I thought, out of the two women, because to me, the way the guys react and respond weren't really surprising, right? I mean, we knew Rick was kind of a douche, and we knew Damone was, at the very least, he was just, like, spineless. Right. Uh, But Stacy at least went and kind of found him after school. Right. When she's going to tell Damone, and she, she... she finds him on the bleachers trying to sell some tickets to someone because he was a scalper and kind of pulls him aside and tells him and just asks him to pay for half and give her a ride. I mean, pretty reasonable. And at first you thought he was okay. Like he said he, he agreed to it. So at first you were like, oh, well, that's surprising from him. And he looks sad. Well, and in both films... I think the guy said something to the extent of, are you sure it's mine? Yeah. Just a shitty fucking thing to say. A very shitty thing to say. Uh, I'm not saying that there aren't women out there who might try to pull something over on a guy. But it just kind of, it seems so cliche. And yet, I think that actually happens. You know, the other thing that we didn't touch upon, we'll go back to the abortion in a second, is in both cases, uh, Damone and Rick, both of them took the girl, the virginity of the girl that their friend had told them they really liked. Well, Oh, no, actually, Damone didn't, didn't take, take the virginity. virginity. But but they both Slept ended up... Yeah, I mean, it was a really similar situation. Yeah, absolutely. And what does that say about the bro code? The bro code. You know, I mean, the friendships between these guys. And both Gary and Ratner get mad at their respective a-hole friends. Well, I'd be mad at you if you if I said like, "Oh, I'm totally I like this guy so much," blah blah blah, and then you went and went danced on his wee wee. I don't see that happening. <laughs> Tom probably would not be happy right now at this moment if that happened. But but admittedly, when I was a teenager, I made some very bad choices. So right. uh, you know, I th- I don't know because I didn't know you then. No, and I also don't want to pretend like I'm not. I haven't had my misjudgments when I was young. Jenny was Damone in high school. Well, no, I mean it's just my my first boyfriend was actually my best friend's first boyfriend as well, mm. and so you know that has been an issue that we uh, that we've dealt with over the years, and I think it's kind of put in perspective now but i think that right when you are young and your prefrontal card <laughs> is an open book when your prefrontal cortex is not fully developed and you've got poor role models and all kinds of right. other things that go on as well as kind of social messages about you know what you want and then there's just also attraction um 
at that age, teenagers, like you said, Rick wanted to fuck everything. Mark wants to fuck everything. Stacy is, yeah, yeah I mean, she's, she's hot. A she's a little hot pants. Yeah. So, you know, hormones don't just affect boys. It's just right. Like, let's be real here. I was just schooled by Jenny. <laughs> No, I'm not trying to school anybody, actually. Well, let's just say, as as grown women, and I would I'm, prefer... I'm certainly not trying to justify my behavior. I mean, it's... it's yeah. I would prefer that you not have sexual relations with George Clooney <laughs> or Judge Reinhold. Okay, so... Seth Rogen... I will not to- ever do him. <laughs> Gladly. Uh, uh, Jonah Hill... <laughs> okay. Or Yoko. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. All right, fair enough. Okay, okay, good, okay, good, we're good. good, good, good. Okay. All right. But um, you can touch. <laughs> however, there are some sharing things we could. Well, I think we've agreed that we can share Joe Managiello. Oh, yeah. 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 We're going to share him. But can he handle both of us at the same time is really the question. We're not a lot to handle. <laughs> well, maybe we are. I like to think I am. <laughs> I like to think I am too. I was more talking about our height. <laughs> We're like a pair of spinners. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he could probably do curls. <laughs> we could be click clacks for him. Personal, personal moments. So, uh, also, I just want to go back to the pregnancy okay. stuff for the for the girls. Teen pregnancy. So we talked about this a little bit in Little Darlings that in the early 80s, people weren't talking about AIDS a lot and pregnancy was talked about. It was the bigger issue. Right. And condom use in Little Darlings seemed to be all about preventing pregnancy. Right. And we really didn't see that in, in this. There was... Nobody used any sort of protection in these yeah. movies. It was, I mean, it was very strange. Well, I think... I think in Fast Times, she says, if I remember it correctly, she says, do you have a condom or something? And he doesn't. And she says, pull out. And, right. Or he says, I'll pull out. But he doesn't. And Yeah, but these, these, these movies both were definitely pre-AIDS. Yeah. It, it was very irresponsible. Um, and nearly four out of ten teen pregnancies end in abortion. Almost, almost 300,000 Babies are born every year to women 15 to 19. Well, you're very fertile at that age. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and, and yeah, I think it's, it's amazing to me that people are still so irresponsible about birth control. It's shocking to me. The three in 10 teen American girls will get pregnant at least once before the age of 20. So that's, that's a lot. And some statistics say that like 61% of girls who decide to terminate the pregnancies actually do it with parental guidance. And that's something that we saw nothing of in either of these films. No. The parents were completely absent. They were Did talked we ever, about. Yeah. There was just, they were just not a part of anything. We saw Gary's parents. You know, also what, what was really interesting to me is um, abortion abortion these were abortion wasn't talked about a lot in films before this because you know we it's such an open topic now or it isn't actually it's still controversial but then 
Um, these were some of the first films where really it was out in the open. Right. And that the teens were just honestly considering it as an option. Yeah, before that, any sort of film where there was an abortion, they had to go to sort of a, you know, back house, butcher type person. And I know a guy. Just to wrap up this little bit of the conversation, I just thought this was kind of important that in 2015, a statistic came out that 85 out of 100 women who use no birth control will get pregnant. So that's, you know, that's a lot. Uh, so Unless you're trying. <laughs> so that's 85%. Right, exactly. Unless you're over a certain age and trying, right? If you're then trying, you probably damn it. And the best contraceptive methods are an IUD, reversible and non-reversible sterilization, hormonal implants or patches and injections that stop your uh, ovulation, uh, then NuvaRing, then the pill, and then condoms. The worst contraceptive methods are spermicides alone. That's the highest. I mean, so somebody who uses spermicide and think that that's going to be a good form of birth control on its own, like you are sadly mistaken, just not going to be strong enough. And withdrawal also like terrible. That's second only to spermicides. It just takes one swimmer. <laughs> one pesky little swimmer. I knew someone who... The first time she had sex, got pregnant, but she didn't even really have sex. It was, he put it in and she had pain and he withdrew and that was it. And she was pregnant very shortly after that. Just the pre-cum at a certain <laughs> age can be incredibly potent. I Well, really at any age. Pre-cum is potent. Pre-cum is potent. Pre-cum is potent. Pre-cum is potent. Hey, pre-cum. 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 Okay. Marcy likes the pre-cum. So, yes. Yeah, so I don't, actually. <laughs> Ooh, it can be very useful. Uh, For the lubrication? Yes, exactly. Lubrication is the new prescient. <laughs> so yeah also bad contraceptive methods female condoms uh the cervical cap a diaphragm and the sponge you know i have always found the cervical cap to be a funny thing <laughs> excuse me i'm just gonna put a hat on top of the I'm cervix gonna... to you <laughs> top of the cervix <laughs> i'm gonna put a chapeau on my cervix <laughs> What is it's, a, it's a, a junky cervical hat. <laughs> I'm going to wear a tam on my cervix. I'm going to just it's slightly askew. How about a cervical Easter bonnet? <laughs> it's, a cervical it's, snood, if you will. It's tying the bow beneath your chin that gets difficult. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a chin on your cervix, Jenny? Do we need to talk about that? That's what makes it difficult. Anyways, so uh, I guess kind of in along the thing that you were saying before about the movie being, or these movies, both of these movies, so openly talking about abortion. Abortion. One thing to remember is that abortion was legalized in 1973. Right. It took about a decade until it kind of became normalized. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, where you, they didn't have to talk about it in euphemisms. Right. Just, But it's just so like, crazy. Like, I know a man. 73. Yeah. Crazy. It's so important that it remain legal 
you know, I don't want to get political, but it just, it, it scares me that the conversation still happens. Oh, it's terrifying. So pay attention. Vote, people. Let's get political that way. Just be active. Yes. I was going to yell out my candidate of choice, but I won't. We won't bring it into the <laughs> you show. You can. Feel the burn. <laughs> Go Bernie. Go Bernie. Bernie Sanders. You and Patty He's B. He's my boyfriend. Oh, wait. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's a very virile beast. He is. Um. So we talked a little bit about the bro code. The bro code. One of the other things I thought that was funny about the bro code was Damone's five-point plan. I wanted to know your yes. thoughts on this. So in Fast Times, Mark D- uh, Mike Damone has a five-point plan and attitude philosophy that he shares with Ratner. Number one is never let on how much you like a girl. Two, you call the shots. Three, act like wherever you are is the place to be. Four, Order for both of you. It's a classy move. Classy. The word classy is not classy, by the way. I know. And make out to side one of Led Zeppelin 4. When Mark mm-hmm. takes Stacy out to dinner, he's playing it in the car on their way to the restaurant. You know what's so funny about that is every guy that I ever made out with in, you know, my teen years could play the opening riff to Stairway to Heaven. And let me just put this out there, guys. Still the way to get into my pants. Personal. Personal moments. I was going to ask if you had a tattoo like the guitar store in Wayne's World that says, (laughs) (laughs) no stairway to heaven. I, a man with a guitar in his hand is my crack. It's my thing. You find one very sexy? I do. I find a guitar playing guy very sexy. Theoretically, I do. I think it's sexy. But if a guy, if I'm like trying to talk and a guy is playing the guitar, you know, if he wants me to be paying all the attention to him, and right. then that could bother me. Here's a theoretical question. Since I too play the guitar, uh-huh. does that mean that I'm masturbating when I play the guitar if I find a man with guitar? Because I play my guitar a lot. That's great. It's my, you know, relaxation. It's like a meditation. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. What I've found, though, is in in some, with some people, it would be like, they would pick it, you'd be having a conversation yeah. and they pick it up and they're like, it's like, wait a minute, excuse me, we're, we're talking. That is like, annoying. That, that's, that's a bad move. Or, or taking it, like, and just trying to show off. Or putting it between you, using it to hide behind. Oh, yeah. 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 So I think I think you get the vibe that there's I right. I love displays of talent. I love people who can play instruments. It's like piano too. What about flamenco dancers? <laughs> Would a man who was a lovely flamenco dancer do it for you? When he when he <laughs> clicks his heels together, it does something between my thighs. What about blue man group? <laughs> do you find them sexy? The men in blue man group? Because they're really movie with their bodies. I do not. I do not find the Blue Man group. They do not do it for me. Well, they don't have any facial things, so that's an issue. Yeah. That's not my fantasy. I mean, it's kind of like the gimp. Uh, It's kind of of like... I imagine, though, that there are some Blue Man groupies that are... (laughs) 
blue man groupies. They show up there like, come here, you faceless blue man. Do it to me, faceless blue man. Do it to me. Like And soundless. They don't make any noise. And there's something very disconcerting to me about being with someone sexually who is Who's not. blue. Not, yeah. <laughs> as if that weren't enough. <laughs> and faceless. Blue, faceless. <laughs> well, they've got faces. They just have no, no eyebrows or, oh, yeah. yeah. They're, uh, but, yeah, the... But the fact that they're silent to me is far creepier. <laughs> it's like it's just I need to I need some I need some feedback here. It's, <laughs> it's not total narcissism. I just want to know I'm in the right, you know, in the right. Also, area. I need someone who's not blue. That's a big one for me. Well, can you imagine what it's like doing those guys' laundry? <laughs> <laughs> well, doing any guy's laundry can be unpleasant. That's true. You have to Skid be good marks. You know, but they, if, if, if they do ours, they've, they've got stuff to contend with as well. So, you know, True. hopefully if you're doing each other's laundry, you are at a state of intimacy with which you are okay with each other's humanness. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, so, here we talked kind of about the friendships with the guys and then we didn't really, well, I guess we talked a little bit about Stacy and... Stacy and Linda. Yeah. And Linda's always telling Stacy that it's going to get better. And when right. she breaks up with Ron Johnson, also telling her, like, look, you know, you never really want to be in a relationship with that guy. Anyways, he's a stereo salesman. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that, by the way, when she dated Ron Johnson. Really? I was. I was thinking, oh, loser. Um, you know, it's funny, Karen's best friend, the actress Kimmy Robertson, who played her, uh, was at 28 years old when they made that movie. Really? Yeah. I liked her, too. I did, too. She was a really different best friend. She was really quirky and fun and interesting. And yet she was like people I actually knew in the 80s. You know, that's kind of her style. Yeah. Too, was, it was great. It was like the it alt was- style that I would have wanted to hang out with someone I like wanted her. to say, Gary, Kim, she's great. Why I don't know. you want her? Archetypes is the new prescient. <laughs> so there's a character in Last American Virgin that we're talking about who is Karen's friend, and I don't remember what her name is, but she is she's this quirky little kind of Sarah Jessica Parker-esque type and from the 80s. Uh <laughs> From square pegs-ish kind of thing. She did. Oh, such a square pegs look. Yeah, and she's totally into Gary, and Gary sort of makes out with her, but it's really only an excuse for him to be hanging out with Rick and Diane. Rose. The character's name was Rose. Rose. She was great. Yeah, I really liked her. She was 28 years old. Oh, you know, uh, another thing that I thought was interesting and I, I didn't mention before when I was in my statistical phase was that in the late 80s, um, teen births and pregnancy started going up in the late 80s because Reagan cut sex ed. So when that started happening too, wow, yeah, pregnancies just started to increase. So I just thought yeah. that was kind of interesting. So why did we decide to cover this movie? Well, or these as movies. we as we've I said up front, you know, when we started to compile these lists, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was a 
big one. Like that was really, I think, had the most votes of any movie. You know, the most, like I was making marks of how many people told me. And that was like a big one for people. But so was Last American Virgin. And um, it, when we're putting it together, they're, they're, you know, they're from the same time. There were a lot of similarities. Months apart, which is crazy. Yeah, and I, you never hear people talk about Last American Virgin, but it was, I, I remember that movie so clearly. When I watched it again, I remembered everything about it. Like, it, it really, uh, it really made an impact on me, and, and, you know, I related to it a lot. I watched it over and over again when it was on cable, which I think is probably when I first saw it, but it was one of those first cable movies that, you would watch because it would be playing when your parents were asleep or your best friend was over in the middle after school and and it was it actually had the sex in Lost American Virgin was a little more intense than the sex in Fast Times at Richmond High absolutely and it had an Israeli director it had somebody who wasn't as wasn't American yes and yes Israeli men are very open about sex in the culture yeah yes I uh, you know as you know had uh, Israeli sex for several years. <laughs> is Israeli sex a different position than uh, it's say, good. missionary? Or... I would have to say I I missed that. Or where where is the insertion in Israeli sex? I mean, in your there's... vagina, Jenny. <laughs> he puts his penis in my vagina. Well, not there's anymore. Vaginal, anal, no. oral, uh, Israeli. Uh, uh, okay, yeah. I'm not. This is not a checklist for you. Okay. I'm just going down. No, the I I. This is my thing that I think is my theory. Um, Israeli men, well, not both Israeli men and women join the army when they're 18. But at a certain point, it was, just, it was the men. And their mothers raised them to really take a bite out of everything in life, you know, because they might die when they're 18 in the army. And so I, like I said, I had a, a relationship with an Israeli man and I found him to be voracious. <laughs> And, uh, you know, hungry all the time for my lady parts. And I enjoyed that quite a bit. Personal. Personal moments. Well, there you go. (laughs) Was that too much sharing? I don't think so. It was not Boaz Davidson, by the way. (laughs) So there definitely is a cultural difference. And I, I think that if you look at the two films cinematically and compare them in terms of filmmaking, that there is a a different flavor to Last American Virgin, and I think it's kind of the international thing. It's I mean, Europeans well, also have different views. Fast Times at Ridgemont High was directed by a woman. Which is awesome. Yeah. And do you think... It was her first directing gig. Yes. Do you think what... Uh, I that the view of women was more respectful in Last American Virgin. I mean, in uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, do you think her womanness affected that at all? I I imagine for the actors, it probably brought something to it. Mm-hmm. Probably made them more comfortable. Like I think you mentioned that. Um, well, or or I read it somewhere that Phoebe Cates really was uncomfortable doing the topless scene yeah. because she thought the neighbors could see and right. and stuff like that. So I think that if you've got a female director and there's going to be nudity involved for women, it can often be very helpful. And I think you're right in the sensibilities that a female director could bring. 
I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if that's why there was less sex. I don't know. And and plus, like I said, they it originally did have an X rating, where Last American Virgin did not have that issue. But there was, uh, there was a lot of penet. We saw a lot more penetration and the uh, you know in in Last American Virgin, like with Carmela. Yeah, you saw both of those guys just pumping away into her. Yeah, there's real. Uh, there's an explicitness to it in some way. There's something grittier about Last American Virgin. In, yeah, in my, I agree. I mean, just going to the prostitute, which is yeah, it's very disgusting. It's disgusting, and the room is very. Ugh, it's just it's like a dark, dingy basement, and it's not surprising that they get crabs. And I know we talked about this in the Little Darlings episode about guys buying condoms but also the guys buying the stuff for the crabs was kind of that was hilarious. like a condom buying scene in terms hilarious. of hilarious yeah the awkwardness and discomfort in asking for something like that that's so private and personal and especially when you're a teen it's got to be terrifying i never had a problem with crabs uh, <laughs> i'm happy to say I have not either. Although I knew some people when we were traveling who got them from a hotel, which was and just you like from terrifying. a toilet seat. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's just... So it's not always sexual people. So you don't have to feel embarrassing or embarrassing. So you don't have to feel <laughs> embarrassed. You are embarrassing. No. What did the critics say? Do you know? Did the critics? I don't. Fast know. Times at Ridgemont High was uh, very widely uh, lauded by the critics, where Last American Virgin was not. The, crit- the critics didn't like Last American Virgin. They didn't like, I'm sorry, Crinkling Papers. But Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, Cameron Crowe was already starting to be sort of a darling amongst critics at that point. You know, from his writing and everything else. So, um, and I think because he'd gone undercover yeah, at an actual high school story. and experienced yeah. that, that he, there's something very Americanly authentic or authentically American about fast times that an Israeli writer director can't duplicate because he hasn't had that experience of being undercover in a high school and hanging with these people. And, you know, those characters, I think Cameron Crowe had that advantage. He's an American guy. And Amy Heckerling, you know, she also gave us another really iconic teen film. She also directed Clueless. Yeah. So, so she she knows how to get the job done. Do you hear that, fellas? She knows. Amy Heckerling knows how to get the job done. Where's the Last American Virgin? It was crude. I thought it was a, it was. I, and and by crude, I don't mean I didn't like it. I liked the movie. I liked it, you know. Then I I liked it now, but it was just not slick like fast times at ridgemont high was kind of a perfect movie yeah you know and it was way. a hollywood movie too yeah there's there's that i think that's going to conclude our discussion on this i guess um pennies I, up pennies down uh um, i guess we got i guess we got to separate them up i give them both the pennies down yeah. i i they both to me made me feel dirty and sexy down there yeah i, I think they normalized a lot and it, yeah, you you watch them as a you know teenager, and you're like, I'm curious about this. I you know I probably hadn't had sex yet when I watched them, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh hi. And for me, also looking at the female experience, like we're talking about Stacy, and and we were talking about the bro code and Damone, 
And I was just thinking, remember that scene right before it happens and, and she invites him over and you can see him sort of struggling with whether or not he should do it or not. Right. And she really does pull him. He says something about Mark, I think. And she's like, no, 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 I'm into you. And he's he's really put in that, that place. But it, it showed this, this sexuality in in those years for a teenage girl in a very powerful way. Like, yeah, she wasn't swept away. She wasn't having these amazing experiences, but she was at the same time kind of exerting her sexuality and trying to find herself in that way. Right. Which was a little bit different, I guess. I guess we've always seen that happen in some coming-of-age movies, but I just think at the time it was really poignant for a lot of people. I agree with you. Whereas Karen, I think, is very underdeveloped in... Karen was... Well, you know, listen. The Past Times at Richmond High was a better movie. It's just in every way it was a better movie. It was a broader movie. Uh, You know, the character development, the acting, uh, the storyline, the directing... Uh, everything about it was a better movie. I mean, just the cast they had. Like I said, look what they went on to do. My God. I mean, every single person in that movie went on to have crazy careers. But there was something really sexy about the crudeness of The Last American Virgin. And there people was who've dirtier. seen that movie don't forget it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So for you, Jenny, panties up or panties down? I'm with you. I think they're both panties down. Definitely. So I'm pretty excited about the next movie we're covering. Yes, so class, hold on to your hats. And get dressed up funny. Because it's time for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yay! Yay! That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Put your hands on your hips. Jenny was doing the pelvic thrust. It really from her chair. It really drives you and say, yay, 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 yay. It was a half thrust. <laughs> so we will be doing the time warp, and uh, we expect you to come dressed appropriately we're gonna dress up sure i will dress up like magenta really okay i used to dress like magenta in high school actually not magenta um uh columbia columbia all right i'll be magenta when i was walking down the street just having a think (laughs) when a stick of a guy gave me an evil wink he shook me up he took me by surprise he had a pickup truck in the devil's eyes oh i forget the next line then i went insane time meant nothing never would again Hi, we're dorks. So tune in for more of that when we're back for another episode of Cinema Sex Ed. I believe it's time for recess, Miss Jenny. I believe it is. No running in the halls, class. Use condoms. I did my best, but I guess my best wasn't good enough. Cause here we are back where we were before. Seems nothing ever changes We're back to being strangers Wondering if we ought to stay Or head on out the door Just once Can we figure out what we keep doing wrong Why we never last for very long 
rusty trombone. Hot Carl. Rim job. Toss my salad. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Nipple clam. Chocolate coxicle. Pink taco. Hop on this, baby. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Money shot. Anal intruder. Cleveland steamer. Gas mask. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Reverse cowgirl. <laughs> Yeehaw! Teabagging. Kama Sutra. Kama my face. Cinema sex ed. Cinema sex ed. Top of the mound, my lady. <laughs> Top of the cock, my lord.